Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. on Pepper Podcast. My name is Olivia. I'm an entrepreneur and a brand builder. I decided to take content creator out of my intro. I just felt like it just because. Uh, And my most recent business is Velvet and Fur, which is a polymer clay earring business. And my current obsession is the show on Disney Plus called Imagineering. Oh, so inspirational. And across from me is Lisa Brosser. I was expecting you to go into depth, but it's an intro. I've been trying to like Sorry. Okay. Pick up I'm, the pace. Hi, I'm Lisa Brosser. I'm a professional wrestler. And my current obsession, you say I'm not funny and you laugh. I laughed you, because you actually no, you did hate it. Laughing. She's not a professional wrestler, everybody. Don't. Oh, so sorry. Question. You don't know me that well. Right. Okay. I'm so sorry. You're right. Um, and I'll, I'll pick from my list of current obsessions okay i only have one okay i'm i'm i have to do two okay because they're both in the same category um i just got a le labo perfume i love it i don't know what le labo is it's a very expensive perfume that i've been wanting for a very long time oh. but just haven't like expensive from like up to chanel I have no idea how much Chanel is. I think a bottle is like one fifty. Okay, Isn't that I'll much? look I it up. Think. I don't feel like that's that much. I've had mine for like a year and a half or two years. Oh, my bottle wow. of Chanel. I only wear that's it on special time. occasions, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so for one point seven ounces, it's one hundred ninety-two dollars. Okay, it's quite a lot of money to me. Yeah. Oh, that is a lot for sure. Um, and. I also got a um, new hand lotion and hand soap. I'm so excited for you to come over tonight so you can smell it. It's all over my body right now, but I don't think you I could just come it over yet. there and smell you. Mm, I think I'm good. Um, it smells so good, so unique. It's actually like my cousin's favorite like scent, and I stole it from her. She also gave me the wow rest of her Le Labo perfume. I actually got it from her. If we're being completely, totally honest, I didn't pay $200 for a perfume yet because she gave it to me. That's so really nice. So now I get to wait on paying $200 for a perfume. You can also just do what I do and get the ones that were going to be used as testers but weren't and they like are brand new and you just get them for cheap. What? I get my perfume usually from like an authorized seller on eBay or somewhere else online Ooh. and they're just testers that were going to be testers but they were never used so they're not technically sealed but they're in the box that's where I've gotten all mine I would so do that mm-hmm. you just have to make sure they're enough five stars that they're all, all authentic and everything because yeah. my mom accidentally got me a fake one one year um, but you just sucky. have to do your research yeah so two things one the lotion you gave me really really reminds me of somebody I used to know I told her I'd give her PTSD. Yeah, it's really weird. Two, I came up with a really good idea this week. And I'm going to share it with everyone because I think it's such a good idea. Why are you rolling your eyes? You opened up with I'm, I'm a sorry. professional wrestler. I... 
Do you really want to fight on intros right now? No, I don't. But don't roll your eyes at my really good idea. You're going to love it. Okay. So, you know, they say your like olfactory smell, your olfactory Mm -hmm. sense is the strongest memory correlating sense, if I used any of those Mm -hmm. words right. So I was thinking whenever I use my Chanel perfume, I only use it on special occasions because it's really expensive, not for really any other reason. And then I was thinking about it and I'm like, what if every time I did something like my wedding or whatever, you get a perfume and then you only wear it like on your anniversary or whatever, because then you're immediately remembered just that one memory. So like one day when I go on my dream vacay, get a specific perfume because I thought of this because I have a lotion that I got that I don't necessarily like the smell of, but it reminds me of a hotel Hmm. and it brings me back to like going on a fun trip. And I'm like, what if every time you purposely did that and then you had maybe just four or five and you could go through them and you could smell them and then you would Hmm. remember all those times. Gosh, I don't know why I rolled my eyes because that's a brilliant idea. You're telling me. It is such a good idea that I thought of it. And I told this to you like a year ago. So you didn't when think did of this you on tell your me own. This? It was on the podcast. I can find the specific podcast if you'd like me to. Of course, it's brilliant. I thought of it before you did. About getting specific ones or yes, that you've done it before? I, both. I have told you and I have said it on the podcast. Do you do it? I do it. Every oh. vacation I go on, I get a new perfume or I get a new scent. So I have a wedding scent. I do have a wedding perfume. There's pictures okay, of it. It's actually Toka. Here's the thing. I feel like I would remember that. And sometimes you don't always remember. I 100% remember because I said it on the podcast. Okay. I'll believe you. Okay. But I still think it was my idea because I didn't remember it. Oh my gosh. That means Just we come up with the same it. idea. No. Because I didn't no, remember you no, said that. No, we didn't. It's in your subconscious. It's in your scent factory. And you just thought of it. <laughs> right before this podcast, I was singing If I Was a Rich Man. <laughs> and because it was we stuck in my head. We both sang it together. It was a, yeah, I was A, shocked you were singing with me because, listen... Fiddler on the Roof isn't my favorite musical. In fact, I've never really liked it, even though I love musicals. And I'm all, if I, why is this in my head? If I was a rich man. And then she goes, gosh, no, 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 no. music videos from that time were just so, what did you say? They were I so, remember I remember them. them. So vividly. And I looked at her and I was like, in <laughs> the 50s, which I was wrong. It was made in 1971, but I was so confused. And she was like, yeah, if I was a rich girl. No, no, no. From freaking Gwen stuff. Well, we both look at each other. I go, 1950s. I was like, 2000s. Uh, and she's like, no, Fiddler on the Roof. I go, no, Gwen Stefani. I'm like, you know the original song that that's an adaptation from? I had and no idea. And then I truly realized in that moment uh, how you, many things, how many things we have to just like learn. So funny. Gosh, so you funny know- how opposite and how similar we are at the same time. It's so weird. Anyway, gosh dang it. Um, should we get into the silver lining of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Would you like to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, so I have recently talked about selling our house so that we can get another house. The house we really wanted sold. So my silver lining is there's maybe something else out there and that wasn't for us. I'm chewing. 
Although I don't know what I really believe, I guess there's something better out there for us. <laughs> it was, was like an really depressing house, silver lining. I really miss it. I don't have a happy silver lining. Is there even such a thing? I guess not. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm really sorry you didn't get your dream house. <laughs> um, is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yours. Cool. Um, my silver lining is imaginary on Disney Plus. <laughs> um, okay. Can you explain the show now? Yeah, I, I will. But mostly, I'm going to be talking to the audience because I don't feel like you appreciate it. So I'm not even going to like look at you. Um, I'm just getting a look at you. So. I've had a really rough last couple of 27 years and <laughs> wow and you said my current obsession is depressed I'm joking jokes jokes, jokes. or not my current obsession um no I have had a rough past couple of weeks just in the sense of like there is just not enough time in the day to get everything done that I need to get done and accomplish and I need to be like motivated and I have to like lean into what motivates me and be like proud of that I think more people need to do that, like not be ashamed of the things that make them feel motivated to get stuff done. So like for me, it's not getting a journal out and writing things down and then checking them off. Like that is not something that motivates me. Um, like for some people it is or like people that go on a run and they feel motivated. That doesn't do it for me. But what does it for me is really listening a to podcasts like like of stories of people who were in the same position I was in and now they're at where they're at or you're gonna roll your eyes but it's uh learning more about Disney and what he did to accomplish the things that he did and Imagineering on Disney plus could be boring to some people but it's like a step-by-step process of um not just building the park but the obstacles that had to happen to get there and it's just like insane like him going bankrupt twice even once the park opened like taking out his retirement on the park and like betting everything he had And then he was saying something like um, he never he said he never worked a day in his life. He always just had fun because he loved what he did so much. And I think that's so cool. So on the show, it's just like so inspirational because once he died, they had to go through a whole thing of getting new people in there that couldn't, you know, wouldn't compare to Walt, but had to make the park and they like made it more successful. Um, And it's just cool to know that there's a place like no idea is stupid because everybody thought he was stupid. So if you just work hard, then things will happen. I like that. Oh, okay, cool. Because I, I love more like historical things. Like I feel like that's historical and it has yeah. like purpose and meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also heard very controversial things about Walt Disney and really weird things. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of A, rumors and B, maybe he wasn't the best guy in the world because times were very, very different mm-hmm. 75 years ago. Wow, 75 years ago. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, they opened the park 19, I think it was Didn't the government like fund the park too? Mm-mm. His brother did. Mm. That's what they said on the show. Hmm. But I don't, I mean, I don't, maybe I don't know everything. Yeah, but I, I don't, don't think so. I don't know why they would because it's a personal brand. Yeah, that's why it, it's like controversial. That's what I've oh. heard. Yeah. I don't know about that stuff. Rumors. Um, yeah. They also think he's frozen deep below Disney. So <laughs> that would be awesome. You know. Um, I think that would be great if he was. <laughs> 
personally, that's the best attraction. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think there was one thing that was really cool and it reminded me of like Velvet and Fur a lot was there was this guy who worked for Imagineering and he always made these really like kind of weird and disturbing things for the time. Not now. Now people listen to podcasts about people hacking people up and it's normal. But he made, you know. Um, all these different designs that people called him like kind of the weird guy like all of his weird things and then one day he said he walked into his office and Walt was sitting there and he goes huh I, I hear you make kind of scary things he was like yeah he goes do you want to make a ride and then that's how they made Haunted Mansion together Ooh, and so it's so really? interesting and it yeah and it changed over time it was going to be that called the Museum of Weird and then it turned into it being the Haunted Mansion and like the wallpaper he made is the like it's still there and it's just like to me that's, that's so, so inspiring cool. to be like whoever's out there doing what they're doing that's a creative you could think it's weird there's a place for it and you could like literally like make things happen with mm-hmm. what you love and I think that's really cool I love the Haunted Mansion ride. Really? I do. I think it's a very, it's very cheesy, but it also is like magical at the same time. I know. Time. I think that's why I like it. Yeah. it's It was one of the first of its kind to do a lot of the stuff, Wait, the ghosts so did, and all of so that. So the Haunted Mansion ride came out years ago and mm-hmm. then the movie mm-hmm. recently? The movie was like over 10 years ago, yeah. but recently mm-hmm. as in like not. Yeah. And do you know cool. the Pirates of the Caribbean movies were made because of the ride? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. That's why it's actually insane. Like the I things thought it was that the other way did, around. No, that's what a lot of people think too. What? I would watch it. Like I know maybe you don't, if people that don't love Disney, but no, like. No, I would so watch that. Yeah. It's so interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. I love the, I was going to say the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is also one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think because both of those are like magical in their own way and really fun. It tells a story. Mm-hmm. That's why I like them. Yeah. I also love It's a Small World. Oh, yeah. Don't love that. <laughs> oh, I thought you were being serious. So kidding. I love the teacups. That's one of my favorite rides, but no one will ever Ew. go on it with me. Ew, they I barf. would never. Yeah. I would throw up everywhere. Yeah. No, it's it's every everything. The last thing I'll say about this, because I could talk about Disney for forever, but everything he did, he was told he couldn't do it. And he said, no, we're going to do it. Wow. So that's my inspiration for the day. I'm. That's going to be my inspiration for life now. I'm just going to do okay. that. Okay, as long as I get you on board with Disney and then we'll go there one day and you'll see me the happiest you've ever seen me. I'll just be like skipping around and like I'll singing. finally see you happy? My it's gosh. a shocking, isn't I'll it? I'll pay for your ticket. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> but like also so true. Um, All right. Okay, let's get into it. Um, so today it's going to be probably a little bit of a shorter podcast, but we're going to do eavesdropping part. Say it with me. Two. two. I wasn't sure if it was two or three, so I was nervous for a Part second. Part th- three. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we decided today because we, I realized we haven't really talked about this, but is gossiping? What is gossiping? What does that mean for us? How do we struggle with it as women? That is something that women struggle with. Why do we do it? And why do we feel the need to do it? Mm. I think is really important. So let's talk about this. It's so funny. I struggled for a really long time actually not understanding gossip and what it was. I remember in high school, like growing up reading the Bible, like don't gossip. Okay. Like what does that mean? I I never thought I was gossiping and I'm really not the type to hear something and then like carry it on whether or not... I thought it was gossip because I just didn't feel like it was my place. 
but also being in high school and being a teenager it's like so hard I feel like to draw the line between like well this is true so is this gossip if I'm like saying this behind this person's back Mm -hmm. or is it only if you're saying something that's a rumor and so it's so funny because I feel like only until recently what was I what was I watching I was watching something I was watching Gilmore Girls oh yeah and the way that they put it in the show and described it finally made me realize like oh okay well that's an easy way to know like whether or not wait I wonder if it's the same as the way I I okay. decipher it. Mine is anything you wouldn't say to their face. Okay. Is that the same? Huh. I would I say a lot of so. things to people's faces, though. Yeah. <laughs> so it well, leaves a lot of room. Well, yeah. And, and that's the hard thing. Like, well, what if it's true, though? But it's like a sensitive subject. Does that mean like you ne- you just never talk about it behind that person's back? I think technically no. Okay. I mean, but I don't know. I. I thought gossiping was like... So I'm still having a hard time with it, obviously. I thought gossiping is like you're talking badly about someone behind their back. Mm. Wait, Um, what did Gilmore Girls say? I can't remember. Oh, okay. (laughs) Let's just say it's what I said. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or, sorry, I take that back. I I thought it's like spreading a rumor um, and you know it's not true about someone. Or you don't Mm. know. And so... Like it's that's very when it like mean. snowballs and yeah. it like just gets worse because I mean um so me and Zav we both like do counseling for people at the church and in our positions like we have to talk about things that we hear because we have to talk through like the way we have to go about something that happens but at the same time Zav will meet with people and he I'll be like hey so how did your day go and he's like yeah I met with this person and he has to like stop and think and be like well I don't know if this is like necessary for me to tell you or if it is okay for me to tell you so he'll just not which I think is the right thing to do but I do have to describe to him like okay well this isn't like slandering them this is like the truth I can help you like process through it I'm not going to tell anyone else. So I don't know at what point, like, Mm -hmm. is it wrong? (laughs) You're like looking at me. Let me give you all the answers. Yeah, I know. I'm like looking at you. I'll help you you work this out. Um, I think, which we talk a lot on the show, um, is intention. And so I think for me, there are days when I look at Arturo and I go, I have tea (laughs) and you can tell I'm just like itching you Uh know it's like because it's not even like you want to hurt that other person you just feel like you have this juice and you're just like you'll never believe Uh and I think it's like a human thing too which I think that that intention is wrong because if you're like listen this guy did this to his wife like that's not nice I think that maybe there could be a difference, which honestly, this could totally be wrong between a husband and wife, because I feel like there's like this bond where you live with them. And if you feel like you're just like, (laughs) you just want to tell them so bad. But I mean, Arturo has taught me so much. He will never freaking tell me anything. And I'm always so like, no this matter is what I so do. respectful. You're so freaking, be more disrespectful. <laughs> um, 
But then I also feel like I know it in my heart when I'm not gossiping. And that's almost always when I'm really struggling. Like, hey, I had this conversation with fill in the blank. Uh-huh. This is really affecting my mentality. I need to get your advice on this. Am I wrong? Like sometimes I'll be like, am I overreacting? Or how do you feel about the situation? Do you think if I talk to them, what should I say? And so I also think that's different because it has to do with you and that person. Right. So that's why I don't know. Maybe it could be considered gossip, but I don't think it is if it if it has to do with like very close relations or maybe even you're struggling with a family member and you really feel like you need to talk about that and you know it's a safe place. Um, but I definitely know that I can tell the difference in other people when they are gossipers or not gossipers. And I see that in friends and I've noticed the people that I gravitate the most to do not talk about people. And Mm. so it's not even like, it's not even like, um, I mind it, but it's more, okay, now I know you're doing that about me to other people now too. And that's not a very comforting feeling to be like, you just told me like something really personal about. Yeah. Like I've heard things about other people that are so beyond personal, like that. I don't even want to know it. And I'll be like, stop. Like, Uh I really shouldn't know that. Now I'm viewing that person a different way. That's so inappropriate. You just wanted to tell someone skeptical of that person. Yeah. And, you know, they're saying something about you. Yeah. And that's not a great feeling. No. So, yeah. That's what I think. I think it's the heart behind what you're doing, which is tough. So I actually just looked it up because I'm like, okay, what does a rumor, what's the definition of a rumor? And then um, one of the first things that came up was actually a rumor versus gossip. So um, this is like just an excerpt of something on WebMD. Why is it on there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gossip is when you take rumors those unconformed pieces of unconfirmed pieces of information and pass them along spreading what may be quote-unquote fake news i hate that word what may be surprising is how difficult it can be to tell rumor and gossip from truth okay i guess that makes more sense so it is about the certainty of something yeah because i think that could very easily be i heard so and so got into a huge fight and uh-huh. somebody said divorce. They said it. Mm-hmm. And then I go tell somebody and then they tell someone else and then they go, they're getting a divorce. And it's like it spreads into this right. thing of like, okay, I heard this, this and this sense. and then it escalates because as humans, we all naturally want to escalate things and we want to make things even more. Like when you say, oh, it took me an hour to get to work. A lot of people will say oh, it took me an hour and a half to get to work. It's like you want mm-hmm. more from people. So I think that's how rumors wow. thrive. Okay, anyway. I now hearing that I can see like even recently like I've heard a rumor about someone and I tell me (laughs) so so spill the tea (laughs) um and I told Zav about it and he goes well is it true did someone did someone talk to that person and I was like I don't think so I think that they're going to now Hmm. and he was like gosh that makes me so angry not angry. He doesn't get angry. But he's like, gosh, that's like really annoying that people are spreading that around about this person. And now people are thinking differently about them. And it's not even, no one even knows what the truth is. I was like, I think that's actually my revelation. I was like, wow, that's what 
gossip is. Like people can, t- and so when I told Zav, that's so true. Um, when I told Zav, this isn't something I would tell absolutely anyone else because I'm like, this is so unnecessary for anyone else to know. But Zav, I think, needs to know because it was a personal issue about someone we knew. And just being a pastor and, you know, a shepherd, I was like, you know, how how should I deal with this? Is this something like that we can do something about? And so when he said that, it finally made me realize I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, so that's what gossip is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think deciphering too, like if you think you're going to talk to that person about the issue, I don't think it's gossip. And almost always, like if I'm talking about a situation, I know I'm going to talk to that person. And when you were talking, it really brought me back to when I was in college and my parents were starting the process of getting a, a divorce. And that was the first time I was away from home. And I remember at one point, somebody came up to me and was like had I overheard something or something happened where they said like Olivia she's just so negative she walks around the campus like so sad all the time da 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 and apparently it was something that everyone had talked about because when I first went into school I was like had made friends and I was boisterous and loud and like everybody loved us and then at one point it was like I literally couldn't even go take finals because it was so hard Mm. But the difference was nobody ever came and asked me. Not a single person mm. asked me because then I ended up dropping out of school later that like a couple months after. And it was like none of you had the intention of coming up to me and asking me, hey, is everything OK with you? Why are you this way? You didn't used to be this way. Mm-hmm. And that is a rumor. And that like really tainted like my perspective, I think. On like like you can really damage somebody if you just go around talking about them and I struggle with that too but when it happens to you it's mm-hmm. like the worst really and what is it that you struggle with um judging a book by its cover mm. seeing somebody immediately and going oh they're this this and this mm-hmm. they dress like this because of that like mm-hmm. and that's just something that's such a weakness within me and it's something I've always will always have to work on mm-hmm. but it is hard for me because I think a lot of times I'm right <laughs> and so when I'm confirmed when I whenever I find that I'm right about something that's really sad. Like if I go, oh, in my head, I'll go, oh, that's going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And then it does. And then I go, I'm always right about that kind of stuff. And then I go, that's very sad mm-hmm. that that is happening to them. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen by any means. But it's like you see it and you, it's just like such a human. It, honestly, it's gross. It's just yeah. like a human thing. I think that's something that everyone does subconsciously, though. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know to what degree because I can just think of the other day. Gosh, what was I? Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Um, I'm watching Big Brother season two. And I ended up looking up um, some of the cast to see where they're at now. And one of them ended up going to jail. And it was, like, for a relationship thing. And there was a part of me that's like, oh, I mean, I kind of thought something like that would actually happen to them. Mm. And that was so judgmental. Like, I feel so bad even, like, admitting that. But I was like, gosh, like, you know, I I think to some degree everyone can and does do that. Mm -hmm. That's so funny because when you were saying that, I'm so selfish. I'm like, well, what did you think of me when you first met me? Is it true? (laughs) Because what I hear all the time is like people are so intimidated by me when they first meet me Mm -hmm. and 
then they actually talk to me and they're like, oh, she's actually not mm-hmm. intimidating at all. Mm-hmm. She actually sucks. I don't want to be friends with her. Just kidding. <laughs> I actually liked her worse so than boring. what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I think it is definitely something like as humans, we have to just keep in check 24-7 because you can't just turn off that immediate knee-jerk mental reaction, I don't think. But I, I mean, I think that has to do a lot with prayer and being in the word too. And one thing I always go back on is um, when everything happened with like the Black Lives Matter movement and all of that stuff a few months few months ago um, I was talking to somebody and they said it so perfectly and I think I've said this before but every time you talk to anybody pretend like you're less than them and that is like not even just like let's pretend like you don't have a faith or anything remembering that when you talk to somebody that you think honestly is kind of an idiot or maybe like I have talked to people in this time that I do believe are racist or I do believe are homophobic but if you go into the conversation and you go I'm going to pretend like I'm less than you for right now so I can really understand why you think this way and what you are. And I think that helps with with gossiping, too, is being like, you don't know why that person did whatever. Maybe they've been hurt a lot. Maybe Mm -hmm. they grew up in the foster system. Maybe they like you can go as extreme or not as extreme as you want, but you have no idea what people are going through, Um, which obviously it's really hard to do that in the moment. But I remember um, a piece of false information going around in our small town and hearing about it and being shocked and coming to find out very clearly that what everyone was thinking isn't the truth and I remember being so incredibly sad for the person who's like falsely been claimed to have done something that they didn't do and that there was so much more behind it and it wasn't even about them it was about another person is so sad and when that happens I like shut down anything that people try to say I'm like no that's absolutely not the truth and I don't even know if I like go as far as like trying to clear it and say like what really happened because at that point it has to do with that person and whoever else has to deal with Mm -hmm. directly and anyone else like why are we talking about it at that point I get I get yeah. that it's like juicy information and something's finally going on but like, like drama let's we just all love leave the it drama. alone I, and even at that same time it's like anytime I hear something really sad happens I always want to reach out to whoever it is and just be like hey like I'm really sorry about like whatever is going on and like I, I want to be here for you, like whatever it is, because I feel so bad for whoever's being slandered, whether or not it's true. Obviously, if it's something like you, you murdered someone, that would be way harder for me to feel bad for you for. I mean, depending on what it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, gosh, if it's illegal, murder. if what the person did was illegal, it would be a, probably a lot harder to understand exactly. But you also would want to yes. know. Like, if somebody I knew murdered somebody, I would be like, well, first of all, like, we're going to have to go to prison. Right. But, <laughs> but, but like, reaching out to the person and being like, hey, like, I'm here for you. Yeah. And I don't think of you differently. Because I think that one thing that people think is I'm, well, I'm really not judgmental. And even if I, like, thought someone is differently than what they really are, I don't think of them any differently when I find out they've done something and 
that's very different from when I was younger. Well, it's like, really good of you. I have a hard time. I know. I mm-hmm. like honestly, like I'm I'm really proud of myself that I can do that because I remember um first marrying Zav and um he would have like really hardcore conversations with people or at least hardcore for me and me hearing it I'm like oh my gosh I I can't believe that person would do that or I totally think differently of that person and um since then he like started not telling me about anything that was going on because he didn't want me to think differently of people and I don't know what clicked or what happened but slowly over the years I just changed maybe it's because I by that point have heard so much and nothing can really shock me at this point not because I think that these certain people are bad people and I'm shocked or or that I'm not shocked or not surprised that they would do something like that but I think that just understanding even like sin better and sin nature and just the fact that we're tempted and we are going to mess up and do stupid things. And I also think that knowing that I'm married to a pastor and he sins and he does things that aren't right and that... He does? Pastors sin? Yeah. Crazy. A lot. (laughs) A lot more Um, than the the average person. Well, actually, like, that's... And I think that's the really sad thing that people don't understand that the higher like the more that people look up to you I think the more temptation and the more struggles you go through Mm -hmm. because the enemy sees that you are a strong person and that there's a lot more writing on you and so that's why there's greater implications for you and greater consequences for your sins when people are looking up to you and so that's why like I have so much sympathy for people who have a lot of money or people who have a lot of fame because it's hard we talked about that in Becca's episode I do not I'm so not jealous of people with fame because I don't want that that is actually terrifying for me because then people think you're superhuman at some point and then they're the ones slandering you and they're spreading all of these rumors and they're judging you for things that you're not. And I think that's why I don't care for celebrity gossip. And that's just never been something that's looked appetizing to me, I guess you could say, because I fully see that they are human and I wouldn't even do that for someone that I know and I don't care for hearing something like that about someone I know yeah yeah I think I had a revelation when you were talking because a lot surprises me and I think that has to do with being homeschooled and I because I've talked about this before um that like I didn't even know a lot of things that people did like especially because right now I'm more talking just about the Christian community because that's what I grew up in but like in the sense of I didn't know that Christians had sex before they were married I didn't know that Christians drank and got drunk like I didn't know and I'm not saying like oh shame on those people I just didn't know because when you grow up especially in the Nazarene church like the Nazarene 
what I'm not even going to get into that but like that has changed a lot over the years but they were very strict like my mom couldn't even have playing cards in her house growing up because of like the Nazarene rules and that's not how it is anymore um but for me it's just like I didn't even know until I was probably early 20s or even started dating Arturo like understanding like men struggle with porn Mm -hmm. all men (laughs) like people drink people have sex before they're married well women struggle with porn too women struggle with porn the percentage a lot of men struggle with porn but yeah I I I didn't know Christian men struggle with porn yeah you know and so realizing like no like we all struggle with these things Mm -hmm. I will still like when maybe like acquaintances or friends I know when I see them do something it's like I feel so disappointed Mm. and not in a judgmental way but just in a way of like you're bigger than that yes like I know you're so much more than yeah that. and mm-hmm. and I think for me especially listening to myself talk on a podcast for the past year and understanding myself more and like seeing I, I think I which you probably could attest to this I weigh things out a lot on weakness and strength mm-hmm. and so when I look at somebody and I see them do something that maybe they shouldn't be doing I immediately think they're weaker than I thought that they were mm-hmm. and it's not that I'm saying I'm stronger than them. Absolutely not. I sin all the time. But I think it's hard for me because you're saying nothing shocks you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think a lot of things shock me. And I think that people aren't doing stuff, but everybody struggles Mm -hmm. in their own way. And that's like, that's just, I think it's, it's hard because you, you love people. Ultimately, I think that's even what gossip is too is you want people to be better. So somehow talking about them is like mm-hmm. gonna make them better. It's such a stupid thing, but I don't know if any you know of that made sense. But so interesting is you just made me, I think, realize what it is that made me think differently about people. And it's when I came away from my like super conservative legalistic church um, and community because I was still kind of a part of that community, just in a sense, being around barely those people made me a bad person and not think well about others. And I stopped looking at myself like I am, like a great um, Christian idol. I'm not saying this is you at all, but now I'm like really thinking differently. Or now I'm thinking deeply about what it is now that it's clicked and I'm so not as legalistic as I used to be because I was the same I I remember hearing about my friends getting drunk even though I had gotten drunk in the past but I had been a quote-unquote like um controlled Christian or I've like reversed my ways as if that's actually a thing as if I'm never going to be tempted in that way again or I'm like hopefully never going to do that thing again um but I started thinking of myself as like just as able to do that sin and no one is safe from that temptation and it finally made me understand, I, I guess, that I'm, I am just no better than anyone else. And so I guess that's why things aren't shocking anymore. It's because I know, I know, I don't think that thing could happen to me. But at the same time, I don't understand the temptation that they went through and how weak they are in that. 
And I also don't understand how bad the enemy is trying to use that against them too. And I don't know what it is that they're going through in that in that time period for them to be so weak at that time to go through with something like that, if that makes sense. Um, and I think that is just something I, I realized a lot as when me and Zav had Bear and we went through the most turmoil we had ever been, the only turmoil we had ever been through as a couple and I had my depression, uh, we weren't being sexually active after having Bear and um, we weren't as close or communicating as much as we should have been and the both of us separately and together were going through so much and we could see now looking back all of the pinpoints that the enemy was trying to get at us, all of our weaknesses and everything, he got it down to a T and so that's why now I, I, I think differently because I'm like, well, I've seen a pastor's wife go through a whole lot of crap because I'm a pastor's wife. So now I know pastor's wives and people in my position can go through really hard things. It's not because I've seen or heard of other pastor's wives going through. It's because I personally have. And I have seen my husband go through really terrible times of stress and anxiety and so many other things and even just like sucky thoughts and that's just because of the pressure that he's under and um unfortunately even in our valley we've um seen a lot of really sucky things go through with um pastors and it's people you think are so above it and could like that stuff could never happen to them yeah um but it can happen to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And again, connected another dot. <laughs> um, I realized, well, first, I want to make it clear that I'm not saying if you have had sex where you're married or you're getting drunk. I don't want it to sound like I'm above that or anything. Like if people are listening, like I'm coming from a faith, pers- like a Christian perspective and how I grew up. I just wanted to say that. And second, I realized what the trigger is for me, which is people that aren't honest about who they are and they're doing stuff and then they're still pretending like they're not. That is where it, it gets to me as far as, um, I think, gossiping or talking about other people. I think it. I have found, and that's just recently because I've made strong connections with people that don't have like the f- same faith base that I do. And I have found that this sounds kind of bad, but like I've enjoyed hanging out with them because I don't feel like I'm holding them to any standard, which I don't necessarily think is right. But it's just for me, like people that are, you know, Bible word, like that are lukewarm people that I see live this life, this facade. And then I know what they're doing behind closed doors. They're still pretending. And I think that that's where like the weakness and strength comes for me. And that's usually what I want to tell Arturo. Like, can you believe Mm -hmm. this person does this, this and this, but they say this, this and this, that, that alone, that makes me more upset than I think anything. So is it like being hypocritical against something that they say they believe in? Yes. Like Mm -hmm. people like that would bother me. Yeah. Yeah, Like I I know Christians who I know are homophobic, but then they stand on this pedestal where they think that they're this way and they're so good and the Lord this and the Lord that and they probably actually read the Bible more than most people I know 
but then they say things I know that they they do things that they shouldn't be doing and that for me is like that's really really hard for me to not be judgmental with and that even though I know I'm not going to deal with them like the Lord will and I know I'm not called to do that but at some point in some way I think like you have to be able like what you were saying um if there's like rumors being spread about people and you want to just be there for them I think that needs to be the same way with things that you think are unjust or like not are not right you should be able to call that person Mm -hmm. and be like hey I really feel like you're saying a lot of stuff but you're doing a lot of other stuff and Mm -hmm. I'm coming to you with love because this is how I feel but I don't feel like anybody ever does that Mm -hmm. and that bothers me and then I usually end up doing that and it just it's usually an anger and it doesn't ever go over well anyway those are the dots I connected yeah well we have that and I have friends who do that my sister did that to me a couple times and I'm like whoa that sucks but I'm so glad you told me yeah because I don't want to carry on and be the same person forever mm-hmm. and so yeah I'm I think I totally understand a lot of that and that's the thing like I know you like you are so not I don't know like I I, I get the Christian thing because that is really hard it's hard for me um to know like my certain friends who are doing things like I I knew them in a previous way okay so let me backtrack okay before this I was telling you about the conversation I had with Zav and how I feel like I've changed so much and I I'm a different person from when I was married so it's almost like now there are so many of my friends I've been friends with for so long now And now they're a completely different person. And so we've kind of talked about this in the past. At what point do you stay friends with someone? And at what point do you change that relationship? And I have learned as I got older, it doesn't matter for the most part who my friends are now. I just care so much about them that no matter who they are and what they're doing, as long as they're maybe not murdering someone, um always comes back around it always comes back to murder (laughs) um I'm gonna stand behind them and I'm gonna be friends with them because I know my influence in their life is probably gonna help them and even if you know they're a changed person then right I'm accepting that at this point where I know I couldn't have done that in the past yeah and so yeah, I don't know what to, yeah. to go with that. But. No, yeah. And and I think, too, a lot of this has to do with being an eight and, like, my personality of black or white and, and mm-hmm. struggling with that a lot. And I still struggle with that because I think I do believe that still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is hard to, like, navigate that. But for me, the most aggravating people are the people that are dreamers and doers. And dreamers are hard for me because I want you to just do it then. Like, just like that stupid Shia LaBeouf thing, like the do it, just do it. Like, that's how I feel about people. And so the, my, like the best people to be around for me are the people that are unapologetically themselves. And if that means you do things I don't do and you say things I wouldn't and you're not a Christian at all, it is so much more enjoyable to be around them than the people that say a lot and then they don't like, it's like talking the talk and not walking the walk Uh and I think that's really what it is it's like be who you're gonna be just do that yeah and don't pretend and I get it we got to be there for each other and sometimes silence speaks louder than words and all this stuff but it is really hard to be 
and I don't even know how the conversation got to this point. I like it. But (laughs) I do get really fired up because there's just no place in this world for people that aren't just going to go gung-ho for whatever it is they want to do and just do that and be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Does this have anything to do with the conversation? Not at all. Okay. No. We, we had a private conversation before no, this. No, not at all. And I'm feeling a little like, <laughs> is this some no. sort of sneaky way? I'm like, <laughs> so anyway. No. So Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and the last thing I'll say is because we're nearing the end. Um, bringing it kind of back to, to gossip, I will say one of the worst things is so we've talked about this before it's not something i talk about a lot but arturo and i have chosen to stay abstinent and we don't have sex and we've been together <gasps> first didn't you know that um that's not what i saw <laughs> that's not what i filmed shoot saw shoot saw heard, told everyone <laughs> um but you know we've been together for seven and a half years honestly go arturo and i um it's something that i'm proud of because it's a personal choice that we have chosen and Every single person thinks we have sex and they talk about it and I've heard people talk about it and I've had people come up to me and talk to me about it. First of all, if I was having sex, it is none of your freaking business. True. Two, (laughs) it's like, why do you care so much? That's creepy. Yeah, true. Three, I have worked very hard to fulfill a choice that we both have made and so has Arturo and... I know the negative side effects of talking about people when you don't even know. And usually the conversation is, they've been together that long. They have to be sleeping together. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Nobody could do that. That's always how the conversation goes. It's like, well, you actually don't know us. You don't know the things that we choose to do or we choose not to do. Well, and unfortunately, if they're saying, because I believe that, because I did that all my life. I was abstinent and so was Zav until mm-hmm. we got married. And um, so that's not hard for me to believe that you guys were able to do that. And I, what I believe from experience is the people who couldn't believe it are the people who couldn't do it. Totally. And, and the thing is, is I'm grateful for the people that have opened up to me that weren't able to do it because I don't judge them. And again, this is coming from a perspective of a personal choice we've made. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I, I think that things happen and what's crazy is I've never once thought about somebody else's sex life so don't think about mine Mm -hmm. you know and again that's just a good reminder even for me to be like I really don't know what they're doing so I can't presume to know if I don't want them to do that to me Mm -hmm. literally what freaking do under others do under (laughs) do unto others as they would have them do unto you is very true in this scenario yeah and I, I just want to go back, back really quickly and say, um, I agree the, the Christians I have a hard time with are the hypocritical Christians, the Christians I appreciate own up that they're struggling with something and they're like, Hey, this isn't something that I've changed and I've like mentally decided not to change it. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? At least you're owning up to that. Mm-hmm. And you're not just lying to everyone saying like, oh, yeah, like I'm I'm trying my best. Like, no, let us know so we know how to be around you or like how to have conversations with you. Mm-hmm. Because if we think you're doing fine, then we think you're doing fine and we won't ask you about it. Yeah. And so 
And that's where the Christian culture gets such a bad reputation. We're all hypocrites. Yeah, Stuff we, always we, happens. We are pretending like we're perfect when we're right. not. That's the number one thing I hear on a lot of the secular podcasts I listen to. It's a lot about like um, bad things that have happened between ki- like kids in the church, you know, and like things that are terrible. That's the number one thing I hear about the Christian kids culture. in the church? Sorry, I, I, I'll re-say that. Um, like like sexual molestation and stuff mm -hmm. when i hear people talk about the church that's the first thing i hear them say Mm. every podcast and then i hear uh, about hypocrite hypocrites and how the church has damaged them Mm -hmm. and it's like those are the top three things i am hearing from from big people like we have to change as a culture and learn to like you said realize that we're all sinners and owning up to that and being like i did this stuff Mm -hmm. and i need help or maybe I I don't want to change this (laughs) but at least I'm being honest about it yeah totally and like I I mean there's not a lot of things that I don't own up to now I'm thinking about it I'm like do I own up to like my sins you can tell us right now I have no idea because like I don't sin so what do I no just kidding um (laughs) I I guess there's like nothing like big that I can think of like Mm -hmm. oh this is like something that I do um, but I'm, I'm sure that there's plenty of things that I, I don't mm-hmm. own up to, but that's also why like we share that. That's why yeah. I share that. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to think like I'm better than you and I haven't struggled with this, this, and this. I don't think that everyone needs to do that. That goes back to our Kelty interview. Like there's only so much I am going to share, mm-hmm. but there are things I'm comfortable with sharing. Like the fact that I just said like me and Zav went through a time where we weren't being sexually active that is actually important for me I think to say Mm -hmm. and be vulnerable about because I think that's something I wish I heard more people talk about because Mm -hmm. it's so important to be sexually active when you're in marriage (laughs) I was gonna say married and then I said in in already so when you're married and so um I like always want to point that out because I I don't purposely want to make people uncomfortable, but I also want people to be reminded and not, to know that's not like, an uncomfortable thing. It for, shouldn't be for people. Yeah, yeah it and it is. shouldn't be. You know? I, and I totally grew up in a culture where it's like whoa 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 like cut off cut that yeah. off like why are you listening to that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I'm going into depth about sexual intercourse, you know? Right. Um, and so I. And I'm, I'm learning from other people as far as like, wow, that helped me a lot. I'm also going to share that too. I'm comfortable with sharing that. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. If anything, I think this is just a good wrap up of totally. the Christian culture <laughs> <laughs> and I mean any culture, but I will say um, I'm so grateful for the way I grew up, but you really have to keep a level head on your shoulders and understand and be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and not pretend like you're perfect. Um, Lisa and I are. Yeah. That's why we have a podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> other that's than why that, we can speak on the subject. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know what I would say in closing is if you hear gossip, I rather than spreading it around or even um, like letting the fire go on, maybe telling the person who's spreading the gossip like, hey, I don't think this is information that's meant to be shared mm-hmm. and you should go to that person 
directly and see if it's even true and see how they're doing because yeah. it's probably not about a good thing mm-hmm. and it's probably not something they want spread around and yeah. maybe they're not doing well yeah and if you can't go up to that person stop spreading the gossip yeah I would say the example I'm thinking of in my head which I can't share but it's something like I couldn't have gone to that person mm-hmm. so the other option is shut it down yeah And I think that's really good gauge of if people come to you with stuff, Mm -hmm. shut it down. Or, hey, if you think this is actually horrifying, you should contact that person. Totally. So, wow. Thanks for listening. Twists and turns, ups and downs. What a whirlwind. Full of surprises. So many. Sorry, me getting all riled up about stuff, you know. (laughs) Um, Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this eavesdrop. And we hope you learned something from us, obviously. Um, If you haven't yet, if you guys could subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us out so much. Um, And just, like, leave us a little bit, a little review. Whether you like the show or want us to work on something, we love to see those. Um, You can also follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast and personally at Olivia Corinne and at Lisa Brasser Ursu. There are links down below in the show notes. And Lisa has something else to say. Well, I changed my handle. No, you didn't. Finally yes. to what? It's Lisa Brasser. Wait, when did this happen? Today. Oh my gosh. I, I did it for you. you. Thank you. Because I'm always like, oh my gosh. I'm going to bring it up at the beginning of our next episode okay. because I don't think anyone else As if people still know how to spell Brasser. I feel like I didn't know how to spell it for the Whoa, first year of our relationship. Lisa. Just have it be Lisa. Just, it's Lisa. Yeah, that's still there. Um, well, okay. Well, so Lisa Brasser. Yeah. And it'll be down below in the show yeah. notes. Um, join our Facebook group, Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. And it's always better when Salt and Pepper come together. See you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.